Welcome back, Everyday Business Leaders. I'm your host for today's show, coming to you from JP the Geek Studio right here in Greenwood, Indiana. We're thrilled to have you with us today. Sit back, relax, grab your journal, because Dr. D. Bonnie is with us. We're going to celebrate remarkable business leaders from our very own community. He's redefining the way we think and grow. Remember, subscribe to our channel and turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode. We're excited. We're going to kick this off with our business innovation and our inspirational leader today, Dr. D. Bonnie. Hey, Melanie. Hi there. I am so excited that you're here. I'm glad to be on. <laughs> uh, we just connected actually at Emmanuel Church. I yeah. think Lisa Stokes said, hey, you need to meet Dr. Bonnie. And yeah. um, so welcome to the program because you have a lot of knowledge and wisdom to share with our listeners today because of my failures, probably. Yeah. So. <laughs> because of your failures. Yes. Well, many people may know you from being a physician, mm-hmm. um, an ER physician for many years, and now you also have this company that I really want us to talk about, which is wellness, but it's Alpha Omega Wellness. It is, yeah. So tell us a little bit about your journey, becoming a physician, thinking, you know, the, the way that you wanted to serve people initially was to go down this clinical route. Right. And it's so important because now you know everything about the body. <laughs> Maybe. How, how were you inspired to be a doctor? So um, when I was like four, four years old, my dad had a kidney transplant. And so that was like 1975. He had a kidney transplant. And so I just grew up in this environment where it was always about health. You know, dad, um, dad was the perfect patient for his kidney transplant because he was extremely he was extremely compliant. Like if it had to do with his kidney and he had to go get blood work done, he always had his blood work done. He always got checked. He just was very, he was a great patient for that. And he had a living related donor transplant. In fact, my dad died in 2019 and his um, transplant kidney was still working the day that he died. So no one in 1970, it was, I guess he had it for 45 years. I think it was 1974. So I guess I was three. Um, no one would have thought in 1974 that 45 years later, that kidney would still be working. Mm-hmm. So, but God had a plan. Mm, Wow. What a great story. So I grew up in this environment where, you know, it was just always dad going to the doctor, getting blood work. And it just fascinated me. I was one of those kids from the time I was, I don't know, six, seven, eight. I always said that I was going to be a physician and I never veered from that. Um, and just kind of went straight through. And I was originally going to medical school. I was going to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. And then, uh, I realized during medical school that I did not want that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I ended up landing on doing emergency medicine and pediatrics. So I did this weird combined residency in those two things and practiced emergency physician for practice emergency medicine for over 20 years and then got pretty burned out. Mm-hmm. So it Things was have time changed for some changes. a little bit, right? They have, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So when you started, you know, it's, it's kind of like, hey, it's before COVID, but all of these things that you were learning, you know, just the business forefront of medicine has changed and oh, being able to own your own practice versus being owned by a hospital. And I was in that space for a long time on the, the consumer side and the business side mm-hmm. to try to help physicians, you know, know what to do next. And so what do you think, uh, as people that are going to be physicians today, they're studying and saying, hey, I know that this is my calling too. Yeah. What would you what would you say as a mentor to them? 
what would you guide them to do first or make sure that they know about? So I think that I would encourage them to really keep an open mind about what area of medicine they want to practice in. Because I think a lot of times we just get anchored into like, well, no, this is what I'm going to be. A, a good friend of mine um, had always said he was going to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. Probably would have been very happy being a general surgeon, but got done with his general surgery residency. And I'm like, dude, just be done. He's like, no, if I don't do this, I'm going to feel like a failure because I always said that I was going to be a heart surgeon. And then he got really burned out on that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say to really keep an open mind and um, just go into it for the right reasons. There are way better ways of making money in the world <laughs> than being a physician. So make sure that that's your passion. And, and always be willing to re- reevaluate where you are. I mean, I've joked with my wife that um, if I write an autobiography, it's going to be called um, Unpredictable because I feel like that my life's taken so many turns and twists. And, you know, it wasn't like I set out, started medical school, knowing that someday I would actually be a functional medicine physician and that my wife and I would own our own office, right? So being willing to take chances. I'm one of those weird people, Melanie, if you do all the personality profiles, I'm one of the weirdos that actually likes change. So I lean into it. And sometimes that drives my wife crazy. She'll tell the story of like, I'll come to her and I'm like, Hey babe, I've, I've got an idea. And she's like, Oh goodness. Like the chest pain sets in. And so that's why you're on the show. (laughs) Right. I mean, yeah, I definitely don't shy away from change. But that's really important for people to understand. Like if they're not wired up that way Mm -hmm. to really understand that if you're going down a route where you have to be in a high stress highly flexible position because even though you said I wanted to do this you got a lot of clarity as you started to go through the process right Right. and I think that's what people don't sometimes consider is that flexibility of change yes you might be going in that right lane just what are the other options for you so now you are owning a health and wellness company because you really your story really connected you to making sure that you were taking care of your health every day Right. And you saw your father succeed in that in so many ways. So I love this connection. And when people are really on this journey to say, I get it and I want to help other people get it. Well, and I think as humans, we don't realize we don't count the cost of inaction. Mm -hmm. We don't count the cost of not changing. Right. So we can get very comfortable in our discomfort. And I don't know, somehow God's wired me that I I just don't tolerate that for very long. I'm like, okay, something's got to change. <laughs> and so, yeah, so it's kind of a blessing and a curse. But I think that, you know, I mean, just talk to people and they just feel stuck. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we ever have to feel stuck, right? There's always options. I mean, I've had patients tell me like, well, no, I have to live here because if, if I, you know, if I wasn't helping this person out with letting them live with me, let's say, then I'm like, what would happen if you just left the earth? Like they would figure it out. Right. And so just keeping an open mind that change isn't necessarily bad and moving in the right direction, just keep your finger on the pulse of how you're feeling. I think is huge. I love talking about this codependency, you know, topic. A lot of people, especially now the times that we're living in, it's changed so much and people are, they're shifting their behaviors. They're moving in together. They're thinking about how they, you know, combine their households because the financial situation is not as great as it has been in the past. And so people are considering what do they need to do next? 
I, I want to talk to you about this mindset of change because, as you said, it's it's really difficult, right? People don't want to change until they're forced to, and then if they haven't if they really haven't experienced that before, they will react maybe in a negative way, and so part of this is getting into the right community, right? Having the right people to surround you so that they can, you can support that growth. Yeah. Um, talk to me about what you've experienced. Cause I know you just made a huge change saying I'm not going to any longer practice clinical medicine. Right. However, your business is all about clinical therapy. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think, um, Oh, I had a thought and then it left me <laughs> as you were talking. It's always fun. Um, ask me the question again. But you're going Sorry. from clinical medicine to clinical therapy. Yeah. So really making sure that that patient knows like every step that they're going to do is going to make a huge impact for them. Right. And that's really scary unless you have the right people around you. That's what right? I was going to say. Yeah. So, I mean, I think anytime as a community, we can cultivate that growth mindset. It's just huge. Right. And somehow I was just given that. I think it was my upbringing. I think that my parents always taught me you can go be whatever you want to be and there really aren't any limitations um so for my wife she used to be more of a fixed mindset person and thinking like well no what i have is what i have and and now i've kind of pulled her over into if you have her on here she'll talk about how i pulled her over into the growth mindset by sitting down with her and saying hey i have a crazy idea (laughs) Let's talk about this, right? You're like, just put on your wings. It's going to yeah, be okay. Right, yeah. And so I'm a three on the Enneagram. I'm the guy that casts the vision and rallies the troops and details me tales, right? And so... I am so with you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, And I think that's the ER doctor in me. Mm-hmm. It's like in the emergency department, we have to shoot first and then ask questions. Like mm-hmm. we have to start treating the dysfunction before we really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so I think I was wired well for that. But in our wellness office... You know, I have to cast a vision for people of what their health can be, Mm -hmm. right? That they no longer have to accept like, well, I guess I'm just getting older. I hear that so many times. I hear people say, uh, well, you know, my doctor says that I, all my labs are fine and that everything's okay, but I still feel like crap. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, am I just stuck like this? There's a better way, right? Absolutely. You know, and a lot of that comes down to like, what's the lens that we're using to look at what's normal? What testing are we doing? Right. So, I mean, a lot of times in the primary care space, maybe we're not looking for how to optimize nutrition, how to optimize gut health, these things that make a huge difference Mm -hmm. in disease. So that's why they say, trust your gut, right? Right. (laughs) There's a lot to that. I think it was Hippocrates, one of those old, physicians and um, philosophers said that death begins in the colon. And now, you know, thousands of years later, we're figuring out, yeah, that actually probably is true. Mm -hmm. It is true. Yeah. It's so true. Uh, I want to talk to you about failure because, Mm -hmm. yes, you've been really successful and you've given up a lot of things. But talk to me about one of the things in your life that has taught you to keep going from where you are, even though that's visionary and this challenge mindset. And like, I'm going to bring the team with me and we're going to figure this out. What's a failure that really taught you a big lesson for you to help your wife understand? Like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, You know, I don't know if I can come up. So, I mean, um, my marriage, actually. I mean, we had an atomic bomb go off on our marriage six years ago. And it's my third marriage. I'm not proud of that. I've screwed up two other marriages. And 
wasn't always doing life um, the way I do now. Mm-hmm. And so really, I mean, I think that it was just that perseverance, that thing inside that was like, no, I'm not going to have a third failed marriage. Like whatever it takes, whatever we have to do, we're going to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And the blessing on the other side of that has been amazing. Like now we have a marriage that I would put up against anyone's really. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, pastor, counselor, Billy Graham, like we stay in that place of appreciation for one another. We love hanging out. We love doing business together. Like a lot of people are like, how do you work with your spouse? I'm like, we love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just one of the joys of having the office together. And we're so equally yoked that um, it just really helps us as we're on the same page making decisions for the business. But yeah, so I mean, I think marriage failures is, is one of those. And then I think it's just, it's that appreciation for in business, right? You try something and it doesn't work. And instead of shutting down, you continue to iterate, mm-hmm. right? Like you just figure out what's not working and do things differently. That's why I love, I love uh, Thomas Edison mm-hmm. saying, uh, I haven't failed. I've found 10,000 ways that won't work. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we really, Megan and I talk about that a lot of like, we just continue to iterate, like we'll set up a process and I'm like, I know this isn't going to be right, but we have to start somewhere. Right. The thing that I don't want to have is analysis paralysis Mm -hmm. where you just stay stuck. And so I think for us, each step along the way, a lot of it was faith. I mean, to leave my full time work in the emergency department three years ago to say we're just going to focus on our business and get it to grow like that was huge. But you kind of look at it like failure, permanent failure is not an option. So in business and life, as long as you don't make a fatal error. Mm Right. You can bounce back from that. Exactly. But you just have to not stop. Right. And I think that that's part of how God's wired me is, OK, we're just going to roll our sleeves up and figure this out. And it goes back to that that growth mindset mm-hmm. of like there is a solution here. Right. And maybe it means we need to pivot and go a different direction. But we're not going to we're not going to fail permanently. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to fail our way to success. Mm-hmm. Hi, this is Melanie Ake. When you visit everydayleaders.com, you'll find valuable resources to become a better leader in your life. Women's leadership programs, including top floor women, our monthly networking events, corporate workshops, and strategic business coaching services. Discover classes and products to develop yourself, including our morning leadership devotionals. Don't forget, order one of my inspirational books, Sign up for classes or pick up some gear in the leader store. Listen to the Everyday Business Leaders podcast, apply to be a guest in our studio, or even sponsor your own commercial advertisement. Contact us today at everydayleaders.com. According to the American Lung Association, breathing problems are most common from indoor environments, including new or older structures. Who do you know experiencing migraines, sinusitis, asthma, allergies, COPD, pneumonia, bronchitis, fatigue, even snoring, yes, snoring, or allergic to their pet's dander. Yes, breathing problems can be minimized very effectively and inexpensively. Call Mary O'Farrell, Mary's House of Healthy Living, 812-787-2071. Call right away to assess your indoor breathing environment. So such a 
great message. Like, I hope people are writing this down <laughs> because it is so important right now. I think it's so critical. I coach a lot of people that are just kind of stuck. Either they're transferring from a corporate job into mm-hmm. their own side hustle business, mm-hmm. like what you were talking right. about, right? Starting it for two or three years through yeah. COVID, like, hey, other people are doing this. I mm-hmm. think I can be successful. Right. And yet things may not be working exactly like they want, but it's, I talk about this community all the time, right? People need a community that they can like and trust right. that can help bounce ideas off of and that they can really feel secure in that. And if they mess up, if they learn a lesson, right? Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. That's what John Maxwell says all right. the time. Right. And I think it's so important because you don't have to take all of that on yourself. Right. Just having that abundance mindset is so important as you grow. And I've been blessed to have like Christian entrepreneurs around me. And now I lead a group of Christian entrepreneurs where we do a mastermind once a month where we actually help each other to elevate not just business, but that's important, mm-hmm. um, but elevate our personal selves and our spiritual selves because we don't want to ignore any of those areas. And it doesn't do you any good to have a thriving business and to be spiritually bankrupt and have broken relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. And so at the same time, I think that it's very important that you operate a successful business because businesses are around to bring value. Right. Right. And so doing that with excellence can bless you financially. It allows you to bless other people financially. Mm -hmm. So like with our employees, like we're not ever looking for what's the least amount that we can pay people to have them not leave. Right. Like we want it to be a rising tide that blesses everybody in our business. And so what if you invested in your people, right? That's always the other side of the coin is if you invest in your people and they stay, then what happens? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's when you're going to be successful because everyone is participating in that. Mm -hmm. So I think you're exactly right. Having a community of people around you that you can bounce ideas off of having a community around you that can support you when it gets hard. Like, um, I, I found myself in 2021, it was about six months out of the emergency department and the business wasn't taking off and I'm getting gas and, um, just kind of at this point where I'm like, okay, God, come on. Like I'm pouring into people, I'm meeting guys for coffee. Like I'm, I'm trying to help, I'm trying to serve, but where's the growth? And there was a guy who I have just known very casually happens to go to my church, but I go to a big church and he's like, Dr. Bonnie. How are things? And Melanie, sometimes you just have that moment of honesty, right? You're not even sure because the answer is supposed to be, Oh, great, I'm fine. They're fine, right? (laughs) And instead I go, man, things are really hard. And he tells me, he goes, yeah, I always tell people that if you want to uh, grow your faith, start your own business. And he's an attorney. And he was telling me the story about how he had – just hung a shingle when he got out of law school, never worked for anybody. And it was his wife at home and two little kids. Mm-hmm. And he says, there were days that I was sitting around on a Friday afternoon waiting for someone to come pay $100 on their account because that $100 is what was going to get us through the weekend. And then told a story about this big project that he had tried to get, looked like maybe he wasn't going to get it. They hadn't called, was praying, and the phone rings and he gets the job. And he was telling me that that year he paid more in income taxes than he had earned the previous year. Wow. And I said, Lee, I don't think it's a coincidence that I ran into you today. Mm. I literally left the gas station in tears and called my wife. And I said, you'll never believe the conversation that I just had. Mm. Right. But it was that community. It was just somebody who was willing to share his story Mm -hmm. and provide encouragement. And I said, 
I said, I don't think it's a, an accident that we're talking today. And he goes, yeah, it was so weird. I was driving to my office in downtown Greenwood. He goes, I actually doubled back to get gas, which I don't ever do. And I felt like that that was just God mm-hmm. all over that. That saying, was a nudge hey, moment, right? Things are going to be all right. Yeah. Just keep going. Ugh. I love that when you get that assurance. Yeah. But it's being vulnerable, too. I think I want people to really understand that, that the vulnerability <laughs> is it's key to growth. And it's key to really accepting yourself and saying, look, yeah, I want to go here. And it's it's not a bad thing to say rea- reality is. I'm not there yet. Right. <laughs> reality is I don't have the right people or reality is maybe I need to change one thing that I'm doing to get momentum or reality is maybe I need to say a different prayer. Yeah. Right. I've heard a lot of people say I'm praying for patience or courage right. or, or community, or I'm praying for something and you'll get tested. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> when understanding that the path from point A to point B is never linear, mm-hmm. right? Like there's all these little side streets that we have to go, like it's never going to look like you think it's going to look. But you know, I've told people, Melanie, that if every year of my life were a chapter, if I went back six years ago and everything blew up in my marriage, if I'd written out the next six years of my life, each year being a chapter, my life looks nothing like what it would have looked had I written it, Mm -hmm. right? There would have been more fun, more money, more fame, vacation house. I like to fly little planes. There would have been a nice plane in there, right? But what I wouldn't have written in is I wouldn't have written in a house that is filled with joy, contentment, peace, love, abundance. I wouldn't have written in impact because I wasn't at a point in my spiritual growth that I saw how important that was. And now that's one of my prayers every day, like let us have impact in the community, right? And so I think that that's, it's just key to understanding, like, it's not going to look like you think it's going to look, but I heard somebody say one time, um, in, it all works out in the end. And if it hasn't worked out, it's not the end. Right. Right. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just a matter of like, keep going, continue to iterate better versions of you and grow. Mm -hmm. Like I have an obligation to personally grow. I have an obligation to my team Mm -hmm. to grow as a leader, to grow as a CEO, um, that's one of the things that my wife and I were sharing with our seven-year-old is that we read personal development books. We as a Kindle, he's like, can you get me one? And I'm kind of thinking you're seven, but she founded one written by Jocko, um, about, uh, it's called the way of the warrior kid. Mm-hmm. And so he's like digested those books and starts incorporating it. So to teach him mm-hmm. personal development at the age of seven, kudos to my wife. Cause I would have been like, no buddy, you're not old enough, but she, She's an amazing mom. That is huge, yeah. though, right? It's never too early to start. Right. Or too late. Or too late. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, ugh, so many people are afraid of just that. Like, what does growth look like? And who inspired you? Did your dad tell you, like, this was important? And, and when did you really say, like, I'm going to invest in myself, even though you wanted to be on this clinical route? Mm-hmm. And so did you know what that was going to take? No, I mean, I think that's one of the things. Like, I don't think you can actually get through all of it if you realize what it's going to be like on the front end, mm-hmm. right? You kind of just have to start. And people would ask me, like, like, how are you going to go through all those years of school? I mean, four years of college, four years of medical school, five years of residency. It's like, well, just a semester at a time. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just see the semester that I was in. I'm like, okay, this is what I have to do. Right. And so... And I don't think that I was really huge in personal development until I started experiencing 
failures as an adult. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I just thought everything was just going to come to me, you know, well, you, you become a physician and you earn this great income and then everybody loves you. And then you realize that there are places, I mean, I look back at my first marriage and I was the the guy that was in that marriage doesn't even exist on the face of the planet anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think I remember during that time feeling like something was missing. I didn't reach out for the I didn't address the spiritual side of my life, which I wish I'd done a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I started reading personal development books and follow Tony Robbins and some other people and stuff. And so it was very organic, but I think it came about as a result of like seeing failures and not wanting to stay there. So I think it does go back to my childhood and just being taught that growth mindset mm-hmm. of like, you don't have to stay where you are. Right. So... Yeah, now reading is just a huge part of our lives. And, you know, I love Dave Ramsey always says, but the, but for the people you meet and the books that you read, mm-hmm. you'll still be the same person in five years. Mm-hmm. And, man, I, I don't want to be D-Bonnie 2023 in five years. I want to be version 2028 of me. So that leads us right into our question about significance, because I know you have a big heart to serve and you want to make a great impact. What does that look like to you? Even if you could write out the script yeah. from what you see now, from where you were, what do you what do you want to create in this community? So I want our business to grow in such a way. So one of the things that I write down in my goals, I write them as if they have happened. And one of the things that I write is that Omega Alpha Omega Wellness is known as the place where you go for healing. Because we address not just the physical, but the mental, emotional, and spiritual components of life. Mm-hmm. And so we don't shy away from those conversations. We have tissues in every room because <laughs> you start pushing those buttons and mm-hmm. somebody thinks they're there for a weight loss consultation and you get deep with them and granular. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's like I want our business to grow so that we have impact in the community. Um, I want it to grow financially so that my wife and I have margin. I want to be one of these people who sees a need and then can address that need with financial resources, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you can build a well in Africa for $15,000 and change the entire health of a community, mm-hmm. right? I want to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, just being generous with what comes in, being a good steward of that is really important to me. Um, I'm on God's timeline. So whether it happens or not, like, my goal is to not try to force that, to try to put a square peg in a round hole. Mm-hmm. I'm done doing that. It's never blessed me, right? So I try not to outpace him. But just being just being obedient to that and trying to make sure that each step along the way when we're making decisions for the business, we're doing so in a way that um, glorifies God in a way that blesses people. Like Megan and I have really never made decisions about our business that were based just on finances. So we'd rather show up well for people and figure that, you know, that's going to have impact. Mm -hmm. Right. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I love that. So if you had one challenge for people that are watching today about their life or their health, what do you want them to take away to say this can happen for you today? Kind of like a minister, right? On the the platform and saying, I think you can have this too. Mm -hmm. So I would say, dream really big. Like, um, I, I love Grant Cardone's approach of 10 X in your life. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't love everything about Grant Cardone. Uh, he's 
not, you know, specifically a mentor for me, but that idea of like not setting limitations on yourself. Right. And then just reverse engineer how you have to get there. So, I mean, one of the things that we've realized in our business is that we've hit a ceiling of our growth that only gets broken by our growing our ability, Mm -hmm. right? Growing our skill set. So my wife and I have had to figure out like, okay, how do I lead better? How do we systematize our processes in such a way that we can scale, Mm -hmm. right? And I've not been great about that because I've been the one making all the decisions and it's the ER doctor in me, like Mm -hmm. I just fix it and move on. But then you're always putting out the same fire. So that's, I think the advice that I would give people is invest in yourself, cast that vision Right. And then don't shy away from that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, if you if you shoot for too high and you come in below, you're still probably ahead of where you would have been. Right. I mean, if I shoot for like, well, our business is going to go three, grow three percent. Well, maybe I hit that. Right. But if I want our business to triple, Mm -hmm. maybe it just doubles. Mm -hmm. But I'm still further ahead. So I think to me, that's a big component of just how people are going to navigate life. Cause I see people with so many self-limiting beliefs mm-hmm. and I try to coach that out of them. I try to challenge them in the office when we talk about this and for some people it works and for other people, I just think they're kind of just wired with that fixed mindset mm-hmm. and they're not, um, they're just not buying into it, but I'd rather see people go big or go home, right? Go big or go home. Oh, or what yeah, Grant right? Cardone says, go big or go bigger. Go- right? Yeah. <laughs> But owning the process, right? So I love that takeaway because if people do kind of own that process in their own life, it can, it can make a significant difference in all areas. Yeah. Yeah. Not just in that one little sliver. And I think, you know, whatever we do to develop ourselves, it, it permeates all areas of our life, right? It's not just like, well, now I'm better at business. Like if I'm a better leader for our company, I'm probably also a better husband and a better dad Mm -hmm. if I'm doing that well. Right. Right. If I'm not getting my life lopsided. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Kind of the law of the lid, you know, always talks about you can't go any further than than what you are today. So you have to constantly improve. Yeah. Once you do that, everybody around you, really the community that you build can go with you. Right. Right. And you can always kind of grow into that next chapter. So absolutely. So you got to stretch because nothing there's no growth in your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. There's just no growth. (laughs) Like, so we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How can people find you, Dr. D? Because you are everywhere. You've got some great things happening. What's the easiest way for our listeners to find you today? So um, we are on uh, Facebook and Instagram, Alpha Omega Wellness. Uh, I even have a Facebook and Instagram, Dr. D. Bonnie. So we try to put good content out that just teaches people about health and wellness. Mm-hmm. The website for our, our business is alphaomegawellness.com. Yeah, I think those are probably the best ways to reach out or to see what we're doing. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel that we put some content on. And so just anything health and wellness. I even chat about spiritual development on there because I think that, you know, we are eternal spiritual beings. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that we do anybody a service by ignoring that fact. So I try to make sure that people are balancing their life with not just being in that fight or flight response all the time, but bringing in rest and relaxation. And depending on their worldview, you know, meditation, mindfulness, yoga, Tai Chi, prayer, right? All of these things, community, 
-hmm. All these things help balance out our stress in our lives. Because you look around, Melanie, at the world, everyone's running from the tiger. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, we're all stressed to the hilt, and we have to balance that out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Gosh. Thank you for coming by today. My pleasure. Thanks for having this me. This has been so great. Will you come back? I'd love to. Oh, good. If you'll have me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I want you to be a friend of the show. I want you to come back and share updates yeah. on what's happening, things that you're doing in the community when you make you know, enough money to go buy that well. Right. <laughs> we want to go on the road with you. Let's do it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's great. Thank you so much for spending time with us. My pleasure. Thank you. Great. So... Now you've heard from Dr. D. Bonnie. Please get involved and follow him on all of his social media and his YouTube channel. Thank you also for tuning in to Everyday Business Leaders. I hope you were inspired as much as I was to think and grow differently. And now you know how to do it. <laughs> so get involved in the community and make a difference. Remember, the growth and journey of innovation never ends. And it is our mission here to keep bringing you the best insights from our local community. Stay tuned for more episodes filled with wisdom, innovation, and inspiration. This is Melanie Ake signing off from JP the Geek Studio, where better IT service is just a call away. They say, own it, secure it, and protect it. <laughs> Until next time, don't forget to subscribe to our channel so you never miss an episode. Everyday Leaders helps you to develop strategies to become a better leader in your life. Remember, it's not what you do in a day. It's what you do every day that makes the most impact. Thanks for joining.